Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good evening and welcome to the KLE Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Sean, and broadcasting from Pennsylvania, the USA. Wherever you are in the world, great to have you with me. I've just jumped off the other podcast, uh, The Leadership Boost, um, where I give practical sort of insights into leadership, um, especially coming from a sort of a mindset or a, a paradigm of how Jesus led. So... Tonight, I just thought that jumping on here, I would mention this to you. What was Jesus' idea of discipleship? What was Jesus' idea of discipleship? You know, it's amazing how our idea of discipleship always defaults back to some program or a course or a systematic um, certificate class or and especially religious activity you know some form of religious activity i read a, a post earlier where someone asked the a question as a post in a facebook group how do you practically make a disciple and the very first answer that someone gave there is you have to get them to pray in a group now don't get me wrong. Prayer is important. That's an important aspect of growing and of developing a spiritual life. Uh, Jesus' disciples saw him praying. He didn't involve them. He, they just saw him praying, and then they asked him, teach us to pray. And that was in Matthew chapter 6, and he said, this is how you ought to pray. And he gave them then sort of a model prayer. It wasn't. It's not religious um, in the sense that that's the only way it works, and you have to pray in the King James version. Otherwise, God won't hear you. Shame. Uh, you know. No. It. It was a a model of prayer. You, in this, you ought to pray in this way. So. Prayer is important. Getting people involved in different things is important, but. I fear that we kind of tend to bring people too much into, and I, listen, I was guilty of this, into like, you know, special equipping tracks and and all sorts of things. And, and we're hoping now that we can replicate what Jesus told us to do. And bearing in mind Jesus' idea of a discipleship, he's, discipleship, again, wasn't a religious exercise that Jesus sort of, was throwing out there and saying, hey, this is, would be a good idea for you guys to do. This was not a religious exercise. It wasn't a program. It was Jesus' strategy on reaching and transforming the world. It was Jesus' strategy for us to permeate the whole world with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. You understand, it was that was his strategy he left the disciples with. This wasn't a, a, a sort of by the way concept, and we see it strong, strongly mentioned in the gospels around Jesus and then in the book of Acts. That so, just because we go into the 
into the letters of Paul and it's not mentioned that much, doesn't mean there's any less emphasis on what it's supposed to do. When we start talking about this less emphasis because the, the word is not being used, you know, what are we do saying? Well, what Jesus taught is not important anymore. It's what Paul teaches now. We've got to be careful that we we don't, you know, divide things to such a place that we lose the heart, the spirit of what Jesus was bringing. And I and I tend to think we sometimes do. So just because it's not mentioned doesn't mean it's not still important. Jesus left them with that. He said, go. The word go is a Eastern greeting. It means keep going in the same path that I've taken you on and, and just keep doing it. It's It was an Eastern greeting. It's not like our Western mindset of just go. So it's not just involving them in religious activity. When you mention the word discipleship, the Christian mind, the church mind, kind of tends to go to some religious exercise that has to be fulfilled by the teacher and the student. You, you know, like, you know, you've got to read your Bible together and you've got to pray together. You know, we've got to go soul winning together. Now, all of those things are important, but there's been such emphasis on that. And I haven't seen people change. You know, I, I saw, I, I did this, you know, we had a soul winning kind of program going on and we took people through the soul winning program. And and when the when the program was finished, they packed it in. They just didn't do anything because it wasn't life to them. It wasn't, it hadn't become part of who they are. And I'll share that with you now. So the, the, the whole idea of going back to religious exercise was not the mindset or the approach of Jesus. He had a very practical approach to what he was doing. You see, when we think discipleship, we think like membership. We think, you know, some kind of, um, yeah, some kind of ship. We think, uh, we think something, you know, it's, it's something that's got to be instituted in the church. But that wasn't, Jesus' approach was, th this was his whole strategy to bring transformation to the world. And I think it was pretty successful, except we've sort of left it by the wayside somewhere down the line. With Jesus, there was always instruction, teaching, demonstrating, sending, but it all was within the context of building a deep relationship with those, those men around him. He took time alone with them around a meal or sitting in someone's home, walking with them, you know, he took them apart. I, I, I imagine they sat around a fireplace somewhere, and and just talking and eating fresh fish and bread sandwiches. I don't know, you know. But it says that he took them aside and shared things with them, intimate things that that others probably and weren't privy to. And then he would take the three away, and you know th that he was really, really focused on because he knew that they would be leaders in the context of the whole of the whole strategy so there were also challenges to their faith there were stories with built-in lessons there were examples like servanthood and leadership he 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 showed them and and involved them in in his life there were confrontations there were corrections there were moments of impartation and moments of impact but all in all, Jesus called them and embraced them in a relationship of love. 
That was where he started, and that's how he ended. All the way through, was the focus was building that relationship, honoring and respecting and, and showing them his commitment to the relationship. He prepared them and imparted to them what they would need to carry out the assignment of influencing the world with the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his father. So he took these 12 insignificant men who were not of the religious order of the day, nor were they found in the Sanhedrin or in, you know, or in the temple, um, and he brought transformation to their minds, lives, and futures to the point that they became transformational agents to the world. They weren't his employees. He never treated them like an employee or like staff, or like servants. They were his friends. In John 15, 15, Amplified Bible says, Jesus said this, I do not call you servants any longer, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you my friends, because I have revealed to you everything that I've heard from my father. Isn't that phenomenal? I've called you my friends, because I've revealed to you everything that I've heard from my father. I think people sometimes, leaders have, you know, I know I've been with leaders that have withheld, you know, because they feel like if they share everything, then they become insignificant. And that's just totally the opposite. They, they withhold their knowledge, their insights, their revelation. Most of all, they withhold themselves. I think that's what, you know, guys are prepared to teach and preach, but do they give themselves? That's the important one, you know, because you may be taken for granted. You know, there's a possibility. <laughs> if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you go through those times. You share your life with, with your kids, and there's just seasons that sometimes they are difficult, you know, and they say things that are hurtful and, and disappointing. But, you know, you're a parent. You just keep walking through and keep loving them because, you know, somewhere on the other side, it's going to change, and it does. It changes, you know. Some, some of the, you know, anyway. So these guys, they were his team. They were his disciples. He loved them. He mentored them. He spent time with them, and he empowered them. Making disciples is not a religious exercise or a, a religious program. Discipleship is a participation of a learner. In a teacher's life, and I use the word learner in inverted commas, not like, you know, subservient. It's somebody that is, is wanting to learn from the teacher's life. So, and again, teacher is in inverted commas. So much so that their whole worldview gets impacted and transformed until they think, they behave, and they act like sons of the kingdom. So there has to be an impartation of, of the values of the kingdom of God, of the perspective of the kingdom of God, of, of the, the very fiber, the very spirit of the kingdom of God until they are impacted and transformed in their very life, in their very thinking, in their behavior, in their habits. There has to be availability by the teacher. So a teacher needs to be available. A teacher needs to be committed. A teacher needs to be dedicated. Now I'm talking about the person that is doing the discipleship, making the disciple. It doesn't make him more, 
more elevated. Jesus said, I call you friends. That Man, that just puts it on a different level, don't you think? Then, you know, I am your bishop and you must submit to me kind of thing. It just didn't happen. So there has to be availability and there has to be availability to be to build a relationship where the teacher shares his life and his heart with his disciple. And of course, we we know it's making disciples is making them because Jesus went on to say, um, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you, not what you commanding, not your ideas, your opinions, your view, but what He is commanding, and and so there has to be that availability to build and use a relationship setting to share their life and their heart with this disciple and this and you discipling them as unto the lord not as unto yourself you understand we we kind of get too um ownership too possessive in the thing but we didn't we didn't die for them and we didn't bleed for them you know and we're not the lord and the king so i think we need to understand that straight away we're discipling them as to him so anyway from the disciples side on the other hand there has to be a commitment a desire and a willingness to receive from their brother or their sister who can and will facilitate their growth who will impart their life through a deep relationship and rich fellowship as well can you see i mean when we're talking deep relationship and rich fellowship we're not talking like a fly-by-night kind of um you know event we're not talking sort of just a little bible study kind of thing and or a little classroom once a week this is like this is commitment to another level and both have to give their time and their love to this journey uh you know there has to be time and there has to be love it can't be negotiable it has to be i'm going to pursue and this, I'm available. I, I'm amazed because many times I make myself available, but not everyone pursues. Not everyone pursues enough to get what they need um, or that would help them enough. You know, So there has to be both sides. There are times I, ca I can't be available, and it's not for everyone. You know, I, I may be to some, but I, I'm not to all. You know, you've got to... You've got to measure, can a person, can you walk with that person and will that person walk with you? We, we cannot have this half-hearted, half-baked attitude to, the, to this whole strategy of Jesus, this idea of Jesus' strategy. So this doesn't necessarily fit into the Western mindset. And it certainly, most of the time, doesn't fit into the Western church mindset. <laughs> it's like we we're too busy, we're too stressed. We, you know, we we like to keep things programmed. We like it, you know, the pastor must do this. Um, and the pastor's saying, No, you must do this. You know, I don't build relationships. And I got all it's all out of order. All of it is out of order. So it is Jesus' strategy for bringing transformation to the cultures of this world. So we need to understand that it might not fit into our culture, but it's his strategy. Therefore, we need to look at what do I need to change? Where do we need to change to make this happen? Because this is important. This is Jesus. Called, you know. And when I read that post, I just it just triggered me again. I thought, you know, okay, I I, I don't like quoting, you know, commenting on everybody's stuff in 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 Facebook and whatever. So I I don't actually have time for all of that. But I just felt like. Okay, I'm going to write a post and 
first I put a post in the in the Facebook group and and then just do a podcast on this just encourage you to think about this again and how important it is and what it takes are we prepared to pay the price that it takes to to do this so Matthew 28 um, again 19 and 20 Jesus said go therefore make disciples of all the nations and the word nations there is ethnos or culture groups and um, he goes on to say, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance, and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. In other words, the Lord's saying, hey, I'm part of this strategy, and I will back you up. I will be there um, and, you know, to help you to uh, to impart what's necessary. I'm the friend of friends, you know, kind of thing. And so we need to understand how important this, I mean, can you see Jesus is saying, you know, when you're doing this, I'm with you, remaining with you always on every occasion. Read right to the end of the age. If you're doing this, I am part of what you're doing. So, you know, I just really want to encourage you tonight to give some thought to this. Think about it again. And uh, let's pray about this and let's seek God for the wisdom of what we need to do to, to see this strategy being fulfilled in the earth. All right. So thanks for being with me. God bless you guys. Have a super week. Until next time, this is Sean saying it's good night. 